What's up with it? It's your boy Twan coming to you live from Fair, Fairview Park in Decatur, Illinois. I'm having a beautiful day. I'm with a, a nice youth minister, and his name is Preston. Say what's up, Preston. What's up, man? How's it going? I'm all right. I'm all right. So how did you, you know, end up at this softball or baseball practice event today? How oh, did that man. Happen? Yeah. So like you said, I'm a youth pastor, so I got linked up with a church here in Decatur that plays men's softball. And uh, we started playing with them, and it was kind of really cool. And today we're just out here getting ready to do some hitting practice and whatnot and get ready for our games. So Yes, sir. All right. Well, how often are the games? We play every Monday night. So, And then uh, I actually have another team I play on that's every Thursday night. So, I got you. you. Know. And did you were you doing this last season? Uh, I did it in fall for a while, and then uh, we kind of took a break. Well, actually, I guess I did do it springtime and then fall time and then we just kind of took it a little more serious this year than we did last year understandable so like what what was the record the record man we were like i want to think like oh and like everything man we lost <laughs> man we lost so bad i'll tell you we um when when a couple of us started playing we uh had like cheap 30 dollar bats and we're just like ah let's play softball and um we got we got smoked man but it was, it was a good time um I want to take it back because we really got to connect with these guys that were out here, you know, especially half these guys would play on two teams together. So we're twice a week out here connecting and playing ball together. So it's a good time. That's good. It's like it's a way for everybody just to come together and get on the same page. Yeah, man, have a good time. Hit some balls around. Um, this is, like I said, this is Church League and our other teams actually just a bunch of youth pastors and a bunch of Christian guys that play together. So I got it's you. kind of a good way for us to minister through our actions and whatnot. And we get to pray at the end of every game. So. So um, it's, it's just it's a, a way cool for way of you connecting. To, I got you. It's a way for you to lead by example absolutely, and be a positive man. role model to the absolutely. youth that you are ministering. Is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no. Okay. Absolutely, man. So how long have you been how long have you been a minister? Man, I've been doing it for about a I guess officially like a year and a half. I started doing it when I was nineteen. I'm twenty two now. Um I did it. I never lived I've only lived up here in Decatur for like a year and a half now. I moved up here for the church I'm at currently. And uh, that was just a learning experience, man. I went from just kind of being this 19-year-old obnoxious teenager doing whatever I wanted to do in high school and college. And, um, man, God just changed my life. And then we got got into it, man. He called me to ministry. And I have a heart for teens and young adults as far as getting them connected with people and um, showing them that the way they're living isn't the way it has to be necessarily, that, that there's other options and that, that God cares about them. And uh, kind of break that stereotypical, cliche, churchy, that, that self-religious mindset to, to kind of connect and, and minister what God actually wants us to understand and believe in. I see what you're saying. So if you don't mind, can you, like, give give us an example of, of one of your trials prior to you getting your life together? Oh, man, absolutely. So I guess, uh, man, you just asked for, like, a whole—you just opened a whole can of worms. Like, this isn't a short, <laughs> short thing. Uh, I guess the simplest thing is— I got into high school and I started doing um, all kinds of stupid stuff, man. Lost my identity, just wanted to fit in, wanted to have all these friends. So um, freshman year, I, I just kind of was in a weird transitional phase. And sophomore year, I connected with a bunch of seniors. And, uh, man, I just started, like, partying around, you know, uh, hanging out with a bunch of bad people, making a lot of bad choices, you know. Being a high school boy that's, like, driven by hormones and caring about women too much. And... Uh, Man, it actually ended up getting me in a lot of trouble, a lot of bad choices. And through that, I, I learned that, you know, what the world 
like I said before, what the world tells us is living isn't really what, what God ever intended for us to live. That's real. And uh, a lot of our trials and a lot of our problems are caused by us not following God's will for our lives. So I, I learned through all of this of, you know, I've got all these problems piling up and all these issues, but, you know, if I, if I were following what God's will is for my life and not serving myself, then I could have I got rid of a bunch of these issues I was, was causing, um, not only for my family but for myself. And uh, it was kind of like this, I call it the breaking point. It's kind of this point in my life where I spent three years in high school, and then at the end of senior year, I got in a bunch of trouble. Man, I was at a police station facing a bunch of charges, um, false accusations out the rear. And um, finally, uh, the, the cop told me, you know, hey, I'm a Christian. I feel like God's got a plan for your life. You know, all these charges are dropped. Like, you're getting a clean slate. You're going you're gonna to get a new life with Christ, man. Just get your life together. And uh, from there, like, like every stupid teenager, I just kind of kept living my life. And then finally, I, I hit what's called the breaking point for me where I had nothing left and I came to this realization that, you know, I, I can't do this on my own. And there's something bigger than me and greater than me. So I got you. That's that's real, man. Absolutely. That's man. that's really like that's inspirational in a sense man. to where you 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 making making it through your trials. And now you're taking what you what you have been through and trying to keep all these youngins on the right path as well. Absolutely, man. These and young adults, all of us. Most of And with you doing that, you're. You're teaching them in a way to make sure that they follow their life correctly. Yeah. And they, they live life through Christ or wh whomever you believe because we got to be politically correct, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. But through Christ. And they they are able to, to give that or give that energy or them hormones or them problems, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. to something bigger than them so they can always have a clear conscience Absolutely. and work within the will of the Lord. Yeah, man. Everyone thinks that... Um not being a Christian is easy, and and not and, and being a Christian solves your problems. But in essence, being a Christian becomes even harder, because you know you, when you're living for yourself, you're living for the devil and and not living for God. And then when you leave what you're doing to start following God, um, it's like the devil gets mad and pulls a bull, uh, puts a bullseye on your back, to where it's like, hey, what, what's what's this guy doing? Like he's he he was one of my guys, and now he's one of God's guys, and. I don't really like what he's doing. So, yeah, no, in essence, we, we get this mindset of, you know, life is life is easy, not living for God, which it kind of is at some point, but there's there's punishment for what we're doing. But then we, we try to sell God to people about like, oh, you know, your life's going to get so much better. You know, your money's going to get better. You know, God's going to bless you in this. But we forget that sometimes, you know, serving God has, has a, a purpose of its own. And that sometimes we have to suffer for Christ as much as suffering for our own decisions. So, I got you, man. That was, that was powerful. That was a long answer, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was absolutely. Well, is there like any any other any other kids on the team that, granted, you may feel like an older brother to all of them, but there's just one that you're just like really close to, man. Absolutely, like a, like a little brother or something. Yeah, I've I've, I've got a buddy over there it's actually my nephew um on my wife's side that man we've been through thick and thin for the past year together you know we we've had fights we've had crying times we you know just and and over this last year just a couple of weeks ago the man gave his life to christ and it was like super cool because like it's this crazy roller coaster me and him's been on for the last year and uh, I tell my kids and I tell my church all the time that it's an investment period with people. It's, 
things don't happen overnight. In fact, the Bible tells us that unless God calls the people to himself, then it doesn't matter what I say or what I do. I can't manipulate the will of God. So, you know, he's a testimony of, of kind of the situation that when God's in the midst of it, God called him to himself. And it's nothing I could have done because if I could have done it, I would have done it when I first met the kid, you know. So, yeah, he's a kid on our team that's a couple years younger than me that him and I just, I would do anything for him. And just getting to grow with him in the past year through the good times and the bad times and even the worst times to finally, like, him giving his life to Christ and seeing God work and move in his life has really, man, it's just drawn us close together. And it, it's it's more of a brotherhood, like a brothership, man. I'd do anything for him. That's real, man. That's real. You, with you being a, mid, a mentor to all these, all these cats over here, do you ever feel like like you're overwhelmed, or do you just just thug it out? <laughs> thug it out, <laughs> just thug it out, man. No, no yeah, that's great. No, um, man, ministry comes with its own price, you know. In the in the sense of, um, you know, being a pastor comes with its own cost. You know, the Bible tells us that when you're a pastor, you're held to a higher standard. Everything I say, everything I do. I'm going to have to answer for it when I get to heaven. So it's it's kind of in the sense of just that right there puts me in check on myself is, you know, I got to be following the word of God. If I'm if I'm leading these people, if I'm pastoring the lost, then I got to make sure that I'm telling them the whole gospel, not manipulating the word of God. So that puts pressure on its own. But then what you're saying, like when I'm around all these people, when I'm around my teens, when I'm leading my young adult group, when I'm just at church connecting with our families is is this sense of. You know, my issues kind of have to take a back seat for a moment so I can help be part of your family and help you grow and, and kind of support you through that. And, yeah, man, not only does it does it overwhelm me sometimes because, you know, we're, we went from four kids to like 25 kids in a matter of four or five months with our youth ministry. So I'm always connecting with these kids, wanting to know what they got going on and, man, praying for them and connecting and, and trying to lead them and grow them. You know, that gets overwhelming because you got all these people of all these issues going on and, um, in your own personal life, when you have a personal victory and your life gets better, you get a break from things. In ministry, there's always someone going through something else. So you're always trying to, to be there and be strong. And, um, you know, even even in ministry, your marriage sometimes. I know my wife and I, we're constantly butting heads sometimes. And in that, you know, the devil doesn't want us to be together because being together is what God's will is for our life. So he tries to manipulate that and put all this pressure on her and I to make us break, you know. So... And as Christians, especially as a pastor, yeah, there's there's absolutely 100% pressure all around you um, just to be strong for other people. Um, but the, the hope in all this is being a Christian is that my strength isn't founded on what I can do because Preston in itself can't do anything. You know, but, but I'm solid on the foundation of Christ. You know, in the Bible, he talks about being a cornerstone. And he says that a man that builds his life on the stone when the storms come and the trials come and, and when this pressure comes, he won't be shaken. But a man that builds on, on the sand of time, you know, the world around him, when that storm comes, the house washes away and you got nothing to stand on. So the hope in all this is that when I'm when I'm doing all this ministry and I'm connecting with people and I'm at church that, you know, I've got I've got all the strength I need because I'm founded in Christ and I'm solid and I'm rooted in Christ. So, you know, all this can get overwhelming, but I know that there's hope to all of this because Christ is on my side. I feel that. Absolutely, man. I feel that. Well, 
We didn't hit 10 minutes, and I ran out of questions. <laughs> hey, that's okay, man. Anytime. But uh, do you want to shout yourself out or anything shout you got going on? Out. So, nah, you know, man. I could shout man, you out. Shout so, God out. You know, pretty cool. <laughs> Most definitely. We could get more people up here. Probably next year it could be 50 kids, you know? Yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, we, it's always good to have someone in the community yeah. that's, that's making it making it easier for kids who, who may not have a, a way to, to talk to or be in contact with an older yeah. figure, just yeah, anybody, absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, you, and yeah, those kids, they need mentorship. And, you know, sh there's a lot of churches doing what I do, you know, so I'm blessed to kind of have this chance to talk with you. Um, but, yeah, man, all the churches that are doing what they're doing, just keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, you know, our church, you know, I'm blessed to be where I am, and I'm blessed to have the wife I do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I'm just I'm blessed to be able to connect and have a good church body to serve with. So. All right. Yeah. I got you. Well. With that being said, y'all, that's it. Remember to follow all the social medias at Seize the Ceilings on all accounts. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. S-E-E-D-S-T-O Ceilings. Hey, y'all stay safe. Keep growing. And remember, love.